You want your five-star matches? You want your 30-minute classics? Not me. Big meaty men slapping me. This is another episode of the Slapping Meat Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Randall Beatley. Let's jump right into this. We're going to talk about um, a few things about, um, you know, the world of wrestling and, 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 and all of that. And today we're going to cover... Um, my opinion on WWE name changes. And this really wasn't started by anything, but it is something like I've seen a lot of people complain about that, I mean, to be quite honest with you, has honestly really bothered me that people are complaining about this. Because it's really not that hard to understand what, what's going on. And so we're gonna we're we're going to discuss that. Um, but before we get there, we'll sort of end the show. That'll be our last little segment. Before we end that, I want to um, break down, discuss um, again. If you go to my TikTok, which is at um, at it's rb bitch. Excuse me, um, that's I-T-S-R-B-B-X-T-C-H. If you go to my TikTok, I made a video today. Um, well, it's technically, a, that's a lie. I'm recording this. It literally just struck midnight as I said that. So I recorded it Tuesday. Um, um... And so, technically, this episode will be a Wednesday episode. Anyway, that's it. That's besides the point. I made a video basically saying and asking the question, what is the most important moment in the history of professional wrestling? And then I said, I'll go first, and I gave my answer. Now, my answer was 1984. Hulk Hogan versus Iron Sheik, Madison Square Garden. It's like January of 1984. Hulk Hogan won that match. He became the United. Uh, not, you know, he became the WWF champion. And really, that was the initiation, the 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 beginning of Hulkamania. And in my opinion. This is the most important moment in wrestling because had Hulk Hogan, like like WWE, Attitude Era, Monday Night Wars, wrestling as we know it today would not 
exist in the way that we know it today without Hulk Hogan. And had Sheik not put over Hogan, I don't think we have what we have in terms of the world of professional wrestling. Now, you could go back and attribute and maybe if um, AWA didn't basically treat Hogan like shit. Hogan wanted to be champion, and AWA basically said, well, we want part of your money. And he said, no, screw it, I'm going to WWF. Um, I think, though, that without... You know, that moment is important, yeah, because you push Hogan into WWF. But with... like, Like, I don't think wrestling reaches TV. Eventually, it would have made it to TV. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be ignorant and say, oh, wrestling would have never hit TV. But... Um, it needed a star. Wrestling needed a star. It needed something to become a star character that could get the programming over on network television. Because look at what you had at the time, right? And especially going into the 90s, right? Like... If it didn't happen in 84, like let's just say Hogan didn't get over and and McMahon wasn't able to get on TV in, in the 80s, right? At some point, you, you know, Turner bought, you know, WCW and he owned CNN and he owned his own networks. Turner probably would have put it on television. It probably would have made it on television. I'm not going to be ignorant to say that it would have never happened. But it didn't have a star. Like, let's just say Hogan did not exist, right? It, you don't have a star to, to, to be the face of the sport on television. And let's just say it would have started in the 90s. And look at the competition it would have had the face in the 90s on, on network television. The Cosby Show, Everybody Loves Raymond, Fresh Prince, right? These were shows that they were actively going against. Right, and they didn't have like had had they not if wrestling didn't have the star power, it would not have beaten it. It would not have drawn ratings, right? And so I'm not going to say that it would have never found TV. I had someone reply and say that he thought that it would have found TV still and probably would be better without McMahon. I'm going to disagree with you. I hate this Vince McMahon slander. Like, McMahon is the the death of professional wrestling. That McMahon hurts the business. McMahon is the only reason the business is still alive, in my opinion. I'm going to be completely honest. People people are going to laugh and say that I'm an uh, AW hater, I'm a WWE homer, or that, you know, I kiss McMahon's ass. Let's just be fucking honest with ourselves here. Let me repeat myself. Let me repeat myself here. And I understand people are going to call me a homer. I understand people are going to call me a hater of AEW. Or that I kiss Vince McMahon's ass. I understand that. But let me repeat myself here. Without Vince McMahon, 
I don't believe the business exists in the fashion that we have it. McMahon is the greatest thing that to happen to professional wrestling. I don't care what you have to say. The territories would not have that the territory system would not have worked going into the 90s and 2000s. I understand people like blame McMahon and 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 I don't understand why they want to say that he's like a cancer to to the business. He put the business in, in, in a place where it had never been. He took it from sideshows to the main fucking event. Selling out arenas. 100,000 plus. That was Vince McMahon. You think the Monday Night Wars happened without Vince McMahon? Do you think that the 10 million people a week on Monday nights watch wrestling if it wasn't for Vince McMahon? Has it been perfect? Absolutely not. But nothing ever is. Is McMahon a, a role model? Absolutely not. But can we stop with the Vince McMahon hate? Everything that has happened in professional wrestling since 1984 when he took over daddy's company, right? All of that, like, the business the way we know it today, the, the glory years that we know it of through the Attitude Era, that would not have existed without Vince McMahon. Y'all can call me whatever you want, but that's my opinion. Right? Let's stop with the Vince hate. I, I, I don't understand it. Like, why do we hate Vince McMahon so much? I understand hating him as a human being. And maybe these allegations are correct. And and if so, if he did have sexual relationships with with employees of his and made them sign non-disclosure agreements, that's his personal issue. I don't give a fuck. I'm, I don't care. Let him do what he wants to do. Y'all act like he's the only CEO who does this shit. All right. But this business only got to the peak of what it was at because of Vince McMahon. Y'all want to hate on, you know, all the entertainment. He, he, he's making a mockery of, of, of wrestling. He made it more entertaining. Guess what? That's what fans want to see. Or at least it's what they want it to see. Now, let me... Uh, the main point that I wanted to say is during the 80s, like I really wish I was a, I was born in the 70s so I could have watched wrestling in the 80s because it just seems so simple. It just seems so simple, right? It, was, it wasn't about putting on a five-star match that Meltzer was going to come his pants in watching, right? It, it wasn't about pleasing... You know, these people who want to see high spots. and all. It wasn't about that. It was about telling a story in the ring. It was about drawing a reaction with the crowd. It was basic. Go back and watch 1984, Hulk Hogan, Iron Sheik, and Madison Square Garden for the WWF Championship. The match was less than 10 minutes long. The match was less than 10 minutes long. It basically had Hogan have his offensive run. Sheik reversed, had his offensive run. And then it led up to the finish. It was basic. It told a story, though. 
It told a story, though. And that's what I want to see. I don't want to see the Young Bucks fucking do high spots every fucking match. And I don't want to see people jumping off of top ropes and off of cages and and acrobats and all of that. If I wanted to see an acrobat or... I would go to the fucking circus. I want to see storyline. Like, people complain about Raw and SmackDown having, like, 15-minute promo opening segments in the first 30... Like, like, because SmackDown sometimes will, will go, like, 20, 30 minutes of the same first segment promo and then have a match, and the first hour is over. And it's just that, and people will complain. And let me tell you something. Watching it on TV, it's kind of boring because you have the commercials in between... But in the arena, I went to, uh, right before WrestleMania, I went to to SmackDown when they came here to Charlotte. Just for reference, there was the episode, Lesnar came out, he ripped the, do- the door off of the truck and carried it down to the arena. Or to the ring, excuse me. I was at that episode. I was there live, in the, in the crowd. That was the funnest two hours of my life. It went by so quick. Like, and I enjoyed every single minute of it. Now compare that, that was what, March? Compare that two months earlier when I was at the first, what was it, Battle of the Belts, I think is what they called it. That piece of shit show that they they basically had, like, two title matches on. That hour special on TBS. But we had like 14 hours of matches after it was off TV and it wouldn't fucking end. Like, I was miserable every single second I was... Like, the matches were okay. But, like, my biggest problem... I didn't plan on talking about it, but my style of podcasting is I just rant and I let the conversation follow wherever the conversation goes. It's my show. I can do whatever the hell I want. Like, my biggest problem with AEW... My biggest problem with AEW, it isn't, you know, the style. I, I don't like the style, but that's not my biggest issue. My biggest issue is that they they throw on in a, in a two-hour th- show, and they put on like five, six matches, and they're all the same pace, and they only know one pace. That's fast. That's Energizer Bunny fast, right? That's all they know. And when you have, like, at least for me as a fan, when every, I, I get done with watching, so, okay, if you've never been to an AEW Dynamite taping, right, so, Dynamite starts at 8 p.m. Eastern, or right, the ticket says to get there, the show starts at 7, well, there's a reason for that, they tape dark and dark elevation, and sometimes after the show, they tape a bunch of other shit as well. Right, so you get there, you know, six thirty, six forty-five, whatever. Right, you get to your seat at seven. They start taping dark, and then right that goes on for an hour, and they're literally putting on matches for like an hour. And I don't know about you, but like I get done with that hour taping of dark, and I'm already exhausted. And then you got me going. You want me to be excited for dynamite? And you put on the same speed, the same style, the same type of matches for two hours. And now I'm even more tired. And then you have more dark. And then you have Rampage, right? 
like there's like four or five hours straight of just straight wrestling. Some promo, but just like straight wrestling. And let me tell you something. I don't have time for that. And I, I, I don't have the energy for that. It's tiring. Like, and, and then they wonder why the crowd goes stale at times. Right? They wonder why the, the crowd goes stale. I don't know. What do you, what do you guys think about this? What do you, so, I'll ask the question again. What is the most important moment in wrestling history? Now that that's done... Let's move over and talk about WWE and their name changes. So first, there is a complete difference in someone like Casey Catanzaro, which I will honestly agree. She did not need a name change because she's been an established star and the name change didn't give her a different gimmick. Right, so there's a difference between that and someone like Butch or Gunther, where the gimmick changed. So first off, let's let's understand why the name changes happened. Right, um, WWE didn't want or does not no longer want talent to use their real names in as their gimmick names, as their you know their 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 performer names. Because they want to be able to copyright and make money off of the merchandise. And I think that's a smart business move. Um, now, of course, guys like Cena and Orton and guys like that, you can't change that. Um, but, you know, the, the non-established art, like, so... I guess I just don't understand why we're, we continuously complain about it. And when I say we, I'm talking about the internet wrestling community. Why there's so much complaint? I'm not going to call him Gunther. He's still Walter to me. Guess what? He's not Walter. The gimmick is different. That would be like saying, I'm not going to call him Kane. He's still fake Diesel to me. Oh, I'm not going to call him Kane. He's still Isaac Yankum to me. Right? Or I'm not going to call him Stone Cold Steve Austin. I'm going to call him the Ringmaster. Or I won't call him Batista. I'm going to call him the the Viathan, which was his name in FCW or OVW. I forgot which promotion he was in. I think it was OVW. Right? But, like, like you get what I'm saying? It's, comple- it's a completely different gimmick. So, the biggest one people complain about is Pete Dunne slash Butch. It's a different gimmick. It's a different character. Like, you got to understand that WWE deals with characters, right? So, it would it would be like, let's use movies or TV shows, for example, right? It would be like going to watch Top Gun, seeing Tom Cruise as Maverick, and then next year when Mission Impossible comes out, going to Mission Impossible... I don't even... I, I've never seen a Mission Impossible movie, to be honest with you. So I don't know Tom Cruise's character. I think it's Ethan Hunt, I think. But it'd be like, instead of calling that character in Mission Impossible by his his name, calling that character Maverick. Oh, that's Maverick. No, that's not Maverick. It's two different characters. Or it'd be like going to John Wick 
right, and seeing Keanu Reeves and saying, oh, my God, it's Neo. No, you'd be fucking laughed out of the movie theater. Or seeing Daniel Radcliffe and, uh, not Daniel, that's fucking Harry Potter. Um, what the fuck is his name? Robert, Robert Pattinson. Um, I mix my white guys up sometimes, right? It's like seeing Robert Pattinson, um, and Batman and, and saying he's, oh, that's the vampire. I, I, I never watched Twilight. I don't know the fucking characters' names, right? But, but you get what I'm saying, right? Act, uh, the, 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 the real life person behind each gimmick is like, but no one comp- complained when Kane, when Glenn Jacobs, the, the guy, played different gimmicks. No one complained about it. No one complained when Austin went from being the ringmaster to being Steve Austin. No one complained about it. Grant, mostly because they probably they didn't have a method to complain about. The, the biggest issue is that social media is given an outlet, and, and, and I I'm guilty of this. I'm guilty of it. Social media is given an outlet to wrestling fans that is voice whatever opinion they want, and 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 you can't critique their opinion, right? Everyone in the IWC wants this to be a happy-go-lucky place where no one's wrong. Everyone can have their own opinion, and no one can critique it. Like I, I'm tired of seeing these videos on TikTok or on Twitter, where you know posts on Twitter that say, "If you've never trained, you can't tell someone that they suck." Well, that's, like, like wrestling's the only profession that you could say that, right? Like, if I hired an accountant and they fuck up my money, I don't have to be an accountant to tell them, hey, you fucked up my money. You suck. If I go to a restaurant and my food's not fully cooked, I don't have to be a cook to go back there and say, hey, you fucked up. You need more practice. I don't have to be a professional wrestler to tell someone, hey, you didn't do that correctly. You could have hurt somebody. Maybe go practice that again. You don't you don't have to be a trained professional wrestler to tell to tell someone, hey, now if you're bullying them like people were to Shotzi, that, that crosses the line. But I don't have to be a trained wrestler. I don't have to pay for training to know, hmm, that didn't go so well. Maybe they should have, you know, practiced that some more before they did it. Like, like this is the only profession where I can think of where the fan base doesn't think that they should be allowed to critique what they pay for. Like, if I go to a football game and my team sucks... I'm going to let them know y'all fucking suck. Guess what? I've never played football a day in my life. I played, I went to like two practices when I was like six years old. Didn't like it. Cried myself off the field and wasted a shit ton of my my parents' money to do it. And just quit after two practices. Because I'm lazy. That's part of it. Right, and then I tried out in eighth grade to try to impress a girl, because my best friend at the time said, "Hey, you know how you can get her to like you? Go try out for the football team." Now, jokes on the team. I didn't make the team. It was middle school. It was eighth grade. I didn't make the team, 
But jokes on them because 20 of their players became uneligible due to academics. So, you know, they had 22 players for the whole season. So that's on them. You could have had, you know, an extra player. I don't know. But, but like, I so like, literally, you see, tryouts in eighth grade were basically three days of practice. And I went to literally two practices. So, what, five full practices of football in my 25 years of life? I'll be 25 and the end of the month but no one cares that I tell my football team hey you fucking suck you've only trained you know your entire life to play football but you did that wrong but no one cares when football fans do it or baseball I played some baseball but I'm not on the pro level but I still tell my hey Boston Red Sox you fucking suck maybe learn how to fucking hit or play, you know, Frenchy Cordero, you fucking suck. You're 0 for 16 in your last 16 at-bats. Why are you in the big leagues? All right. In any other sport, you could say, hey, you might need some more practice. You're not good. Go, go, go down to the minor leagues. But God forbid a wrestling fan says, hey, you're you're not quite developed enough to be on main, mainstream TV in the big times, on primetime television, on Mondays and Fridays and Wednesdays. You might need some more practice. Go back to the PC and practice some more. That's not a bad thing for a fan to say. This completely went off the rails, by the way. I wanted to talk about Hogan and talk about name changes, and I'm not going to talk about neither of this. I'm just frustrated. I'm just frustrated with, with with the way that the, the IWC wants no toxicity. You can't have that. You can't have no toxicity. You just can't. Not everything's... Like, people can have their opinions. You don't have to agree with them. But I'm just so, I'm so tired of people like, you're not a pro wrestler, so you can't tell them that they suck. Yes, I can. I'm not a pro singer, but whoever the fuck was singing the national anthem at the Home Run Derby on Monday, they sure as hell can't sing. Right? Like, I can, you could critique art. That's the point of being art. And at the end of the day, wrestling is an art. It's an art form. Just as music is, if you really think about it, all sports is a, it's an it's an art form. Football's art. At the end of the day, it's X's and O's. It's you know practice. But you can tell your football team they suck. But God forbid I tell a wrestler, hey, you fucking suck. You don't deserve to be on the main roster. Go back and develop some more. It's nothing again. I love Shotzi Blackheart. But there were several botches, and that, and, and, and look, I'm not saying she did it on purpose. I understand it's live, and mistakes happen. But, like, I can understand one or two, but there were like five. There were like five in that in the Money in the Bank match. 
You can't have that happen. And, and then, like, she comes and says, well, no one got hurt. Well, congratulations. Thank God no one got hurt. But, but, but we go back and train. No one's saying you're bad at your craft. Just go practice the moves before you do them. No one's saying, like, you shouldn't be a wrestler. Everyone's like, let's go, let's go, go develop some more. Like half the roster needs to go to character development, and 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 the and the booking team needs to learn how to do character development, because half the roster is fucking stale as shit. And that's not saying they're bad at their jobs. It's just saying we need better character growth and character development to make people care. It's just like this whole this guy. Um, I don't even know the name of the show right now off the top of my head. And I'm sure you've seen the if you've if you have TikTok, I'm sure you've seen him in in his post about Dominic Mysterio and him saying that no one cares about Dominic Mysterio. That wasn't a bad take, but everyone fucking exploded like he was saying that Dominic Mysterio shouldn't be a wrestler. He wasn't saying that. He just said Dominic Mysterio is only on the main roster because he's Ray's son. And that's the only thing about the character that we know. No one's saying Dominic sucks. He's pretty damn good in the ring. But go to NXT, develop a character outside of my dad is Rey Mysterio. And then maybe we'll fucking care about you. You don't have a fucking shirt on the on the on the website. How the fuck am I supposed to care about you? When the only thing I know about you is my dad's Rey Mysterio. My sister's hot as shit. The only thing I've gathered in the last three years of Dominic Mysterio being on my television. No one's saying he sucks. But everyone is saying, just go develop. Give me a care give me a reason to care. You know why I like Roman Reigns? Because he's developed. He gave me a reason to care. You know why I like Austin Theory? Outside of his pure natural charisma, he has he has a I don't think his gimmicks all that good, but he's given me a reason to care about him. Austin Theory literally has a feud or some sort of beef with like seven people on the roster right now. You don't know which way he's going to go. Ziggler's super kicking him every time we see him. Styles doesn't like him. Madcap doesn't like him. Cena doesn't like him. Don't forget about Lashley. The Usos. Roman Reigns got to watch his back. Lesnar's got to watch his back. You don't know which way he's going to go. This is is beautiful. Like, no one's saying that it's bad to go. Like, everyone thinks like it's a a demotion to get, get called down to go to NXT. That they're saying, you look, it's saying, we want you to get better. Here's your opportunity to go prove yourself. Look at what happened to Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose went to NXT, took, right, I'm, I, I don't know what she did, you know, when she was told she was going down. Maybe, I don't know if she kicked and screamed. and But she's now, in my opinion, the best woman on the roster. I have a reason to care about her now. Literally, the only reason people cared about Mandy Rose before she went to NXT was because she was the next hot blonde on TV. 
I have a reason to fucking care about Mandy Rose now. She's she got better on the mic. She to me she got better in the ring. She's the second longest reigning NXT Women's Champion of all time. Just Oscar's the only one with with a longer reign. She's helped develop toxic attraction. And to me, she's still the best thing on NXT. I have a reason to care about her. So Rey Mysterio, I'm excuse me, Dominic Mysterio. Why is it so hard to say Dominic should go to NXT? He should develop his own gimmick. And we'll see where it goes from there. Like Charlotte is Ric Flair's daughter. Ric Flair is potentially held as one of the greatest of all time. If not the greatest of all time. The most title reigns in WWE history. And these are world titles, right? His own daughter had to be trained from FCW to NXT up to the main roster. And there's a reason Charlotte is where she's at in her career. Where people at least somewhat care about her. Because she had to train. She didn't just get pushed and said, hey, I'm Ric Flair's daughter. You know, she could have probably done that. Right? Give me a reason to care about Dom. No one's saying he sucks. All this dude was saying, and all I'm saying is, he has no character. There's no reason to care about him. Give me that reason. Right? Give me a reason to care about him. Other than he's Rey Mysterio's son. Like, literally, the only two things we have gotten... And there's this one dude who got so angry about it. Like, oh, ever since 03, he's been... Shut the fuck up. We're not going to count baby Dominic Mysterio as part of his tenure in WWE. We're not going to count that. That that, that doesn't count. The only thing in the last three years that I've learned from Dominic Mysterio is that his dad is Rey Mysterio. His sister, Aaliyah, is hot as shit. That's all I understand. That's all I get about him. You know what would have made me care about Dominic Mysterio was a year and a half ago having him turn on his dad and have his dad retire. Like, we, no one wants to... Uh, I can't say no one wants to see Rey Mysterio, but uh, do we really want to see Rey Mysterio every week? I mean, he could still go, but he's not needed on the show. He doesn't add anything to it. He's a good veteran. He could become a trainer. But do a mask match. Have Dominic take over the match like is, you know, what most families in Mexican wrestling do. When the dad retires, he typically, you know, his, his son, he trains his son at a very young age. His son's the one that sort of retires him and takes the mask. He, he hands the mask down. Right? You did that two years ago, I would have gave a fuck about Dominic Mysterio. I don't care about Dominic. Because you didn't give me a reason to. But let's go back to name changes. Like, everyone's complaining that, oh my god, you you ruined Eli Drake, you called him L.A. Knight, and now he's Max Dupree. Guess what? Two different gimmicks. L.A. Knight and Max Dupree are two different gimmicks. They're, they're completely separate 
characters. Why are we complaining about the name change? Characters have different names. It's right, and they're played by, they're, right? You know how many actors in, like, Family Guy, are played by Seth MacFarlane? They're not all the same person, though. They different characters. Like y'all don't understand. Like I honestly feel there's a section of the of the wrestling fan base that doesn't understand that at the end of the day, wrestling is characters and storylines. That's all it is. The matches don't matter. The matches don't matter. It's characters and storylines. That's all that matters in w- in wrestling. Characters and storylines. If none of that is being developed, the show fucking sucks. And that's WWE, that's AEW, that's New Japan, that's Impact, that's ROH, that's any indies show. If you don't have characters and storylines, your show fucking sucks. I don't care how many five-star matches you put in on the Tokyo Dome. I don't care how many world champions you, you create in your indie promotion. I don't care about any of that. If you don't have storylines, characters that are appealing, and that make sense, your show fucking sucks. Now, I'm not saying I can do any better at booking. I understand it's a hard job. But, again, if you don't have appealing characters... And you can't just create a character and then just let it remain the same. Like you, Characters need progression. And I think that's the biggest issue in wrestling as well today. Is a lot of characters just don't progress. We get like this awesome character and then nothing happens to the character. There's no growth. There's no like trauma or, or drama or some sort of happenstance. Like, the best characters in, in movies are those that have, like, like this good guy who has a whole bunch of bad luck and shit just happens to him and he gets knocked down time after time after time. But he still fights. And at the end of the day, he, he wins. At the end of the movie, the guy wins the battle, whatever it is. He, he, you know, he, he wins the fight. He, he gets the girl. Whatever, whatever the battle is, he wins. And that's compelling. Like, wrestling used to be very fucking simple. It was good versus evil. Evil may triumph in a few battles, but at the end of the war, good wins. That's a compelling story. That's a compelling fucking story. Good versus... That's the most basic story in human nature. All religion is based off of it. Most of our books and stories and children's books and children's nursery rhymes are all based off of it. You got good, you got evil. Sometimes good looks like it's winning, but at the end of the day, bad, evil is defeated. At the end of the day, good wins. It's literally that simple. It's that simple. But we make it so fucking difficult. Because we gotta have high spots. And we gotta... We can't have good versus evil all the time. 
right? We want to have two good guys face each other for no fucking reason. There's no reason for these guys to fight. We're just going to put them in here because, you know, they're, they're two good technical wrestlers who, who, who can burn the building down and have high spot after high spot after high spot. And, 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 and who gives a fuck if you don't give me a reason to care? If you don't give me a reason to care, I'm not going to care. It's that simple. It's really that simple. Wrestling's not about entering work. At the end of the day, the matches do not matter. The matches are a vessel to move between storylines. That's all that is. And if you're if you want wrestling to just worry about the in-ring abilities of your performers and the matches are the main main thing, that's fine. But for me, if I wanted to see an actual fight, if I wanted to see two grown men or two grown women kick each other's ass, I'm watching UFC. I'm not every all day, every day, or boxing, or bare knuckle fighting. I'm not gonna turn on WWE for the matches. Y'all think they really turned on the, the, the they paid for pay per views in the '80s and the '90s to watch Hogan wrestle, or did they want to see Hogan defeat the bad guy? Because it was about characters and storylines. They didn't turn on to watch Hogan couldn't wrestle. Like, Hogan is not, like, like he's the greatest performer of all time, in my opinion. Like, without Hulk Hogan, the business dies, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. But, like, if we were to create a Mount Rushmore of, of wrestling, Hogan has to be on there. Flair has to be on there. Now, Flair could wrestle. Flair could actually wrestle and be technical. Same with Austin. But... Stone Cold Steve Austin, the gimmick. The match didn't matter. The storylines did. The Rock, the storylines were what mattered, not the matches. And Rock could go in the ring. He really could. I'm not saying that I don't want any ability. Like, you have to have ability in the ring. But, like, Hogan, what did Hogan do? He'd punch you, put you in the corner, throw you around a little bit. He'd take some, he'd take some offense from you, and he'd end the damn match with a leg drop. So simple back then. Like nowadays, you got to have 14 super kicks, two 360 splashes, five, five super close calls where Aubrey Edwards overreacts, some blading. Is that what you want? <laughs> like, it, it, it's too complicated. Just make it simple. Make it simple, and you'll get fans back again. People don't want to have to think during matches. People don't want to have to be like, well, why the hell are these two people? Like, like there literally will be shows, indie shows, or that's part of the reason why I don't like the indies is because they'll just pair two random people together that have no history and, and just put on a match. I don't want to see that. Give me a reason for me to actually care about about the match. Like, what's the story behind it? And a lot of times on the indie scene, there's no story behind their matches. Sometimes you get story, but a lot of times you don't. 
And if I just wanted to watch two grown men beat the shit out of each other, I'd watch boxing. I'd watch UFC. Like, in my opinion, there's more reason to care about Logan Paul than Dominic Mysterio. There's more reason to care about Logan Paul than 95% of the roster and how they're being presented. Right? So, there's not much more to say about it. Like, stop bitching about name changes. Stop bitching about, you know... Oh, these people are saying they said su- No, we're not saying you suck. We're saying just go and develop some reason for us to care. Hey, you're a little sloppy in that match. Maybe you should go to the PC and, like, train a little bit. Like, no one... Like, that's not hard to say. Like, if... I'll, like, like, if I'm a Cincinnati Bengals fan, I'm getting... All, after that Super Bowl... Hey, Eli Apple, you fucking suck. Go back and train. Hey, offensive line, you fucking suck. Go back and train. Right? But and that's acceptable in football and baseball and basketball. You know how many times I told the Celtics I sucked during the finals? Especially uh, like you can't have eighteen turnovers a game and, and expect to win. I've had like the, the, these were actual tweets. Like, hey you suck, stop turning the ball over. Jason Tatum, go back and you know, earn like go back and like be clutch. Learn to Marcus Smart, you fucking suck. I've these are literal literal things that I've said, and they, they, these are accepted in, in all other areas of sport. But God forbid I say that Shotzi Blackheart or Dominic Mysterio go and train some more and develop some sort of character that I'm going to care about. God forbid I say that. I'm toxic. Get the fuck out of here. And that's how we'll end it. Thank you for uh, listening to this episode of the Slapping Mead Wrestling Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, please share it. Um, you know, go to my, go and follow me on TikTok. Again, the handle is I-T-S-R-B-B-X-T-C-H. It's R-B-Bitch. This has been the Slapping Mead Wrestling Podcast. Hope you had a good one, and I'll see you on the next episode.